This, 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 this is mythical. This is Charles Neal from Dispatches from Myrtle Beach, and we're here with my son Link from Good Mythical Morning. How you doing, Link? Hey, hey. I'm good, Dad. It's good to see you. It's good to hear from you. How you feeling? Well, it's good to be seen after the past weekend we had with the hurricane that come through. So, I mean, it's, it's good to be, that I that we're even, even sitting here and even talking. You're above water. Yeah, well, I'm above. We stayed above water, but it was rough. Well, I, I want to hear about it. Of course, you know, the previous two episodes, we, you know, we recorded them ahead of the storm. So that's why, you know, we're waiting to this point to give people an update. But you know, a lot of people were tweeting at me the day that the storm was coming through. And I replied to somebody and I put a screenshot of our text thread that like you were, you had made it through. So a lot of people were asking if you were alive. I don't know if you got any emails. You still alive? Yeah, we still alive. But, uh... <laughs> so what was it, what was Ian like? Because at, at Myr Myrtle Beach, like, I mean, it, it was, absolutely catastrophic for a lot of people. We wanna acknowledge that like, I mean, it's been really sad for a lot of people. I mean, I don't know where the damage was mostly concentrated, but it was more in Florida, right? Oh yeah, I mean, we didn't have any anything like the people in Fort Myers, Florida, where, I mean, there's not anything left there. It's so tragic. And I mean, people, a lot of people lost their lives, you're right? Yeah. That's so sad. And so, I mean, what was it like when it came through your area? Well, it hit about three o'clock, and a lot of people know that if you're on the west side of a hurricane, it's not a good side to be on. Because when the hurricane hits land and the wind changes directions, it comes up through here like a monster. And I mean, there's some places right up above us at Cherry Grove that it flooded and about 20 streets, two foot of water. 20 streets from the beach. Ocean, yep. So what was it like hunkering down for this thing? Because in your area, they weren't saying to evacuate, right? No. They were just saying kind of batting down the hatches. How do you, Yeah. how'd you get ready? And then, I mean, what was it like? Me and Nancy, and mostly Nancy, she went outside and got all of her paraphernalia up that she's got in the yard and we got all the flags up. What, her yard paraphernalia? What what kind of yard paraphernalia are you talking about? I mean, these little things you put flags on and she had her pumpkins and stuff out for Halloween and, okay. and flowers, those flowers she has, you know, then we had to put all the chairs that's up under the house and push them up together and get them all together and where did that stuff that couldn't get blown around and blew into anything, so. He made it sound like she did most of the work. Well, Just I was. pointing that out. I, I think I was still working, so when I got home, she. The paraphernalia was up. Hey, she she helps out a lot, I'm telling you. <laughs> but we had a time during the, she came at the, to the back of the house and looked out the window up where we, you know, our house is on stilts, and our double gate in the backyard was blew around backwards. Oh. She said, we got to do something. Well, we tried to go out the front door and the wind was blowing so hard I couldn't push well, the door open. You couldn't even exit your house? No, and and I wasn't getting in the elevator. 
<laughs> so if the power went out, we'd be stuck. That's right, everybody. My dad has an elevator in his house. We've been sitting on that one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's he. I mean, he is a highfalutin Myrtle <laughs> Beach guy. When your house is on stilts and you build it yourself, one of the first things you knew you were going to do was throw an elevator in there. That's exactly correct. Yeah, I think she's probably pretty happy to have an elevator. She tickled to death. Hey, after about three or four months, she said, "Boy, this was a good idea." So, what were you saying though? You said you weren't going to get in the elevator. So, once you decided you couldn't leave the house. Because the wind was so bad. Yeah, I mean, you had no business going out during the storm to try to fix the gate anyway. Well, when it, in a few minutes, we went out the door and me and Nancy went outside with the wind blowing about 60 or 70 miles an hour and Dad, fixed the gate. Why? Why? <laughs> you know, I didn't want my gates to get tore up. So. I'm upset, Dad. I did, this is not what I wanted to hear. I don't want to hear that like you're out there cavorting trying to fix a gate during a hurricane. Come on. Come on now. Don't make me come over there. Well, come on. It's too late now. <laughs> you don't go out in a freaking hurricane. It, the gate could have crushed you. It was really just a tropical storm then. It wanted, wanted, you know, it wanted a hurricane. It was just about 60 mile an hour. So. I mean, it sounds like a lapse in judgment. 60 miles an hour. How do you even stay? How do you stay stood? Uh, you have to prop up, <laughs> kind of hold yourself up while while we was doing. But me and her got it done. We we fixed it. I mean, this is a don't tell Nana. You know, what? I'm gonna tell Nana you did that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her. We might have told her already, but I can't remember. Well, I bet if you did tell her, you would remember, because her response is not the type of thing that usually one forgets. No. But so I'm going into Nana mode. Don't you ever. <laughs> Go out during a tropical storm to fix a gate. What's more important, Charles? Nancy? <laughs> me and Nancy. Or the yeah, gate. Me and, uh, yeah, yeah. Huh? It makes more sense today, but it's kind of like being in the heat of the moment. You know, you you want to you, you try to fix something. And That's right. Get you're, it a, done. you're a knucklehead. <laughs> and you got to learn to think before you go out into a hurricane. Well, Nancy was going to let me go out, and she went with me, so I didn't, you know, I won't go and let her go out by herself. If Nancy told you to jump off a cliff, would you do it? Uh, big according to whether or not I had a parachute or not. <laughs> yeah, you're right. If Nancy tells you to do anything, I, yeah, you should probably do it. Uh, yeah. So is that as bad as it got? What's, did you lose power? It blinked. I was blinked on and off. Several times, but every time I do it, Nancy go up and reset the clocks. And after about the second or third time, she says, "I ain't fixing these no more till I make sure the power's gonna come back on stage." Yeah. Y'all are so damn antsy. Just sit your <laughs> ass down during the hurricane and don't do shit. I'm just—it's well, just—it's very. I mean, every time you turn around, she's she she's resetting the clocks. You're in the eye of the storm. It's like it's halfway I, over. You, uh, don't reset the clocks yet. She came back upstairs, and I went back out to do something more, a little bit more of them gates, and the wind was pretty bad still. And she, when I come back in, she says, do we really need to stay up here? Our house is swinging, rocking kind of back and forth. And I said, that's what it's supposed to do. It's rocked back and forth a little bit. That's when you build a house on stilts, it's supposed to move a little bit. Your house was, was swaying? Like a skyscraper? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of like that, just a little bit. Was it creaking? No. She could just feel it. 
You could, you could, uh, no, you couldn't. And I had felt it a time or two before she did, but. You didn't say anything. You thought maybe she wouldn't notice because she was too busy resetting the clocks. Yeah, or doing, she was back there doing something else or something. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad you guys are totally safe, even in spite of your, your impulsive judgment. I learned my lesson, son. I won't do it again, son. I promise. Don't worry about me, son. I'll leave the gates alone next time. I promise, son. Well, Nancy and I went out to eat at a place and... The little waitress that kept coming up to me kept looking at me and just kept looking at me and looking at me. Mm-hmm. She didn't never really say who you were. And I finally asked her, I said, uh, you uh, know who Rhett and Link are? And she said, oh, my God, I knew. And the girl's name is Kia, like the car. Kia, like the car. See, I, I will observe that in the last couple of stories you've been telling me, you've reverted back to do you know who Rhett and Link are? But I think you should you can fully own... Do you know who I am? I mean, the shirt's been made, you're wearing it sometimes, and everybody who you're asking if they know us, it's because they know you. So I don't think you need to pull back on the, do you know who I am? Yeah. Just let them have it. She was just jumping up and down, and she she was probably 17 years old or something, and, she, and then she wanted to know if she could take a picture with me. So I said, well, I'm a, I'll let you take a picture. I said, but... Here's what you're going to do. You're going to tell all your friends about Lincoln, myself. We've got a new show that we're doing together called Dispatches from Myrtle Beach. Yes. All her friends said, I can't believe you get to meet Link's dad. I said, I said, well, you can tell him to come down here. If he'll watch Dispatches from Myrtle Beach, I'll take a picture with him. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Everybody gets something out of this deal. <laughs> it was pretty neat. I love it. It's time for another edition of Myrtle Beach Mailbag. When we talked last week about all this alien stuff that we were talking about, the aliens contacted me after last week's episode. And they they have made contact? They sent me an email. Well, I guess that counts. They sent me a dirty joke email. (laughs) Okay. So So they've been listening. they, they, yeah, they either uh, are a lot like us, human beings and stuff, and they, they have people that tell all different kind of jokes or something. But Is it in English? Yeah, it was in English. Oh, okay, good. If it hadn't been in English, I couldn't have read it. So. Yeah, well, you could probably put it in Google Translate or something. Does Google have a translation for alien language? Yes, yes, definitely. Oh, okay, all right. That's something new for me then. The first one they sent me says, why do us aliens avoid having sex in public? <laughs> Why do us aliens avoid having sex in public? Now, did these did the aliens sign it? Like, did they say what their name was? Uh, no, they just put aliens watching the show. That's all they put. They okay. didn't put no name on it. Yeah, they don't. They yeah. don't want to reveal much about their no, their whereabouts or their identity. That makes sense. That's exactly what an alien would do. I guess. If you would press me on it, I could have told you that aliens don't have sex in public because I've never seen an alien have sex in public. But I didn't know it was because they didn't as a policy. So we, we're learning something about this, uh, this group of beings already. They don't have sex in public. Now, why? I don't, I don't know why. Well, they said because we prefer to come in peace. I should have known. We come in peace. <laughs> That's reassuring. 
next time one of them contact, maybe they'll contact me again and <laughs> give me a little more information about what's going on with him. May even get me to where, it, get me somewhere, and I might might transport me up and let me see what's going on. You know, would, would you um, would you sign up for that trip? Oh yeah, they might have to get have me a clause where I have to be back every week so I can do my dispatching from Myrtle Beach. <laughs> you know, <center. laughs> I, I love it. you got your priorities in line. I, I guess you're assuming Nancy is beamed up with you. Oh, she probably ain't going for that. She probably tell me to just, okay. just come back and. She'd take care of everything on the home front. She'll be back here eating ice cream, kind of like when oh, you're yeah. riding a roller coaster ride. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It, so that's the only email from aliens so far. So far. Yep. Okay. All right. Wow. It's. A, I mean, should we contact the government? I don't know if you know. There's this whole division now. They're they're coming out with all that information about aliens. Maybe we need to like get them involved. Well, uh, you know what? We'll just leave it to you. You, yeah, just, you can be our point of contact with aliens. And when I say yeah. our, I mean like human society. Like you, you are now entrusted with communicating with aliens. Did you respond to the email? Yeah, sent them something back and told them just, you know, if they had some more questions, some more jokes, just send them on in. And I'll see if I could answer them. And, you only want jokes. Yeah. Okay. I got another email from Caitlin D. It says, a pirate walks into a bar with a steering wheel sticking out of his pants. The barkeep says, do you realize you have a steering wheel sticking out of your pants? It says, I, and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> and that was supposed to be, I'm trying to figure, I can't, that ain't, it's a yeah, pirate. it's supposed to be like a pirate's accent, you know, when you Yeah, well, you know, like a pirate. Stuff. Says like shiver me timbers, walk the plank. You got to work on your your pirate yeah. accent, Dad. Yeah. Say sh well. say shiver me timbers. Shiver me timbers. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't you, know. You've never heard of pirate? Hi, it's driving me nuts. Okay, that's. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I have a better pirate impersonation. Arg. Arg, the bounty is coming through the blowhole. <laughs> I, I, I've buried me treasure beneath, beneath the, the octopus legs. Uh, I, From the stern wheel in my pants. <laughs> my, it's steering, what, what is it again? It's, it's, uh, arg, it's steering me nuts. Yeah, it's driving me nuts. It's, oh, it's steering, <laughs> it's driving me nuts. Walk the plank. Matey, matey. See, you gotta, you gotta find a way to do more of a swarthy type of accent, Dad. Try that. Try, try getting down in here. Arg, arg, arg. Yeah. yeah. You're driving me nuts. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to work on that on on, on my other side job. <laughs> work <laughs> on that while I'm doing something else. While you're laying tile. <laughs> Arg, I'm laying this tile. It's not, it's not plumbed correctly. My yeah. plumb line is, is wonky. I mean, do you have a plumb line when you're uh, laying tile? I know you do, right? Yeah, we, See? yeah. Square See? things up before you get started. Square things up before you get started. Next time we do this, I'll have you read this. You, you do such a good job with it. You're so. proud. Are you proud of me, Dad? Yeah, I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Dad. You 
had more experience at this than I have. But maybe another year or two, I'll get better at it. Another year or two, you'll be able to do a pirate. I don't know about that with his southern accent, but we'll see. <laughs> I could be a southern pirate. I don't know. That didn't work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, I got another email from uh, Jeff P., and it says, Jeff. How long do you think you'd both survive in a zombie apocalypse? Do you have an idea of who would survive longer between the two of us already in your mind? Probably you, because you know, you probably know more about zombies and apocalypse stuff than than I do, but... uh, I don't know. I disagree with you, though. I mean... Dad, everything I do is, I can't do anything without the internet. I can't make money. I can't find knowledge. I can't make decisions. I can't buy anything. I can't travel. I can't go from point A to point B. Like, I can't even be a parent, probably. I I, I don't know what I can do without the internet. That's the first thing that goes, man. You lived a lot more of your life without the internet you, you lived a good amount of your life before electricity existed, right? <laughs> no, I think I was. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna go that far. But. but but you know how to do things. I mean, you were you were a farmer. You're a painter. You can fix houses. You can you can fix a gate in sixty mile per hour wind. I mean, it's like thank you for the credit, but like support your position with some sort of evidence because you would know how to kill an animal in order to eat it. Oh yeah. I've never done that. I don't I, I don't think I'd be weeping, but I think I'd be like, ooh, ooh. Like the apocalypse for me is just a bunch of, ooh, gross, scared, you know? Well, it wouldn't scare me like that. I mean, I'd, I'd probably be doing like he said. I, uh, I'd be fighting hand and two with all the paraphernalia that I got around, whether it's- Flags. With a, with, with a gun or a, with an ax. Maybe I just looked at, I looked at this, thing in a, a different light because uh, I didn't I didn't figure that uh, maybe it still wouldn't be in the internet. Maybe they'd still but they'd still be internet where you could look stuff up and no. find out. But, but if it ain't going to be doubt. none of that, it'd be, it'd be better off with, with me looking after me and you and uh, seeing if I couldn't save both of us. Okay, now you're stepping up. This is what I like to hear. You got to find a way out here when the apocalypse is, is coming on. I mean, honestly, I'm the one who'll need to get out of L.A. You know, I got to make my way over the mountains and get out of here. I'll find my way to you. We need to come up with a rendezvous point. Yeah. And so it's like, son, if you can make it here, then I'll take care of you. Well. Uh, well don't, hold on. Don't some, tell everybody. Some whoa, 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 whoa. Don't tell everybody. This has to okay. be a private conversation. I don't, I don't okay. want. I don't, I, don't, I don't want everybody showing up at our rendezvous point. I mean, you have it. You have be having to take care of a whole. A whole community of people. We'll, we'll talk about that later so we'll know where to meet, whether That's it's right. apocalypse or uh, uh, some kind of disaster or anything. We, we'll, we'll know where to get together and where we need to meet. That's a deal. I won't tell everybody. Yeah, yeah. don't. Don't. Okay, I got a, um, another email from Bob Beland. It says, what trait do you think you gave Link the most? Oh, I, okay, another personal question. I love this. This is a good question. What what trait do you think you gave me the most? I guess it's kind of a vain thing, but uh, I, 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 you, you're a handsome guy, uh-huh. so I, I think you got you know got some good looks from me, 
and from your mama's side and everybody. But he, I mean, everybody sees how much we look alike. So you know, that's right. I I probably got to take about ninety percent of that credit. Oh snap! Yeah, we look uh, we look a lot alike. I think if it wasn't for that, I don't think that that was like the genesis of this podcast. Like people thinking yeah. we're versions of we're like different age versions of the same person when you just look at us. It's pretty uncanny. There's not a lot of father-son duos with this much resemblance. You know, it doesn't mean we have to have ravishing good looks, but I gotta give it to you, Dad. You done me right. <laughs> like if I take my glasses off? Yeah. See, when I, when I take my headphones and I push all my hair back, kind of like you've I'm done. I'm telling. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You did, hey, when you did that, and I looked in at me and you. That's right. When I did we, that, <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm just telling you, me and you, it's like two I, peas in a pod. People asked and said, y'all sure do look alike. I said, yeah, I can't not claim him. I said, he's and mine. I, I can't not claim him either because, I mean, <laughs> let's just see what we can get into. That's right. Let's see. And and when I do, when I do an impression of you, it is higher. It's up here. Yeah. But now that I think it's right here, I think this is where it is. Hey, you looking in the mirror? What you see? It's what you get. It's what you get. What else though? Besides, besides, come on, let's go a little deeper. You uh, got a good personality, but you got a gift for gab, because if you didn't, you you wouldn't be able to do what you do for a living. So I gift to gab. talk to people and articulate to them. And personality. I mean, we have very similar personalities like an outgoing yep we can both be the life of the party right and more more than once <laughs> <laughs> yeah you say you come into the party you leave you come back and then it's like you become the life multiple times and the third thing that i thought about was you you you're a lot like me you, you like to be in charge and be the one that's t- taking oh, care of stuff yes in control in control, I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get to be opinionated. If there's something that where I think I know the best way to do it, I'm kind of. I just get. I kind of got to get my hands in there. I got to get my hands dirty. I gotta. I gotta take control of it, so to speak. So it's kind of like it. It can come across as a, uh, maybe opinionated at times, or yeah. I, I I feel that. I think that's true. Yeah. I got more gray than you do. We know that came from mom's side of the family. By the time I'm your age, I think my hair is gonna be completely white, or it definitely the vast majority. Well, I think it'll look good white, so. I, I, I do mean. too, I, I'm, 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 totally, I'm totally cool with it. I'm, and I'm just glad that like, the other thing I got from you is, is keeping hair, like a thick head of hair into old age. Oh yeah. I think sometimes when I get, fr- we get frustrated in the same way, and maybe that's a control thing, but like, sometimes we just get, we get we get mad in the same way, and it's just it's kind of like a fr- it's, it's just kind of like a fr- frustration. Because Christy will let me know, and especially after our vacation together, she was like, "Oh God, I know what I've got to look forward to." You ought to seen the other day. I was talking to Nancy about something, and I, answering a question or something. And I kind of shook my head like this, and she said, "You're gonna have to quit doing that." <laughs> I'm tired of you shaking your head when I asked you something and like I I didn't understand or something. I said, I know what mm. you're talking about. You know, and then and, and she says, because I have to tell you a lot of times you don't hear what I'm saying. So I said, 
Oh, okay. Coming back to haunt me. Because it, yeah, it's kind of like a, you know how like a horse will like, a horse will shake his yeah. head sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you do like a, a more silent version of that when like somebody's saying something and you like, you have a dissenting opinion about, you know, like, so have, have you gotten back? Have you caught yourself doing it since well, then? Well, listen, it, it, I think she just told me that about two or three days ago, so I, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. Okay, all right. Yeah, we, a, never stop learning, Dad. That's right, yeah. But stop shaking your damn head when I'm talking. Okay. <laughs> all right, I, <clears throat> I got another email from Jamie Davis, and this is a joke. It says, okay. what's the difference between hungry and horny? Now we're back to it. Uh, hungry and horny, hungry and horny. Um, does it have something to do with getting full? No. Uh, I don't know. What's the difference between being hungry and horny? Where you stick the cucumber. Yep. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I should have gotten that one. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor. I want y'all to go to a restaurant called Filet's. Us older people, we go to these, what they call these early bird specials, where you get these specials on all this food. They, they got all kinds of, they got a, a a beef stroganoff thing that you can get. They got these chicken wings. They got fish bites. They got all different kinds of things just like that on the menu. And we ordered them fried dill pickles. And boy, them things was good, right? And there was another couple with us, and we tore these things up. So, of course, it's all good with a cold beer anyway. So, of course, you know Nancy was drinking sweet tea. But uh, but we had a good time, and they got some good food. So if you ever come down to North Myrtle Beach, what's neat about this place, Link, is right where the swing bridge is at. And you can sit there and eat, and if the boats are coming through the canal, the, you can watch the bridge turn and let all these bigger boats come through so it's a pretty neat and besides good food a place that you can sit outside and watch all these things going on so it's called fillets at 2120 sea mountain highway number 1100 at north myrtle beach south carolina so if you ever dine here and want to go to the early bird special just call me up and i'll go down there and eat with you so come on and uh we'll we'll get something neat down here at fillets <laughs> All right, you keep telling people to call you. What's your number? Oh, wait a minute now. <laughs> <laughs> Link, I got a story from when I was growing up, but you can't tell Nana now. I, oh, yes. Let me, let's do it. It's time for another edition of Don't Tell Nana. When I was about nine years old, a, a bunch of us friends were building a tree house in the back of Steve Brown's yard and had a nice big tree back there. And we were trying to get stuff up pretty high up in the top of it. So I, I told I told him, I said, we need to run up here to the house that daddy's got one of them tickles where you hang up in the tree and it's like a pulley where you can put a rope through it. A tickle? And it's got a hook. A t it's called a tickle. Okay. And you put a rope through it. So we hung it up in the tree and put a rope through it. And pulling it up, and there was Steve and another boy was up in the top of the tree, and I was pulling the rope and pulling the stuff up, and the rope that was holding the tickle on broke. Mm. 
and the tickle fell out of the tree and fell down and hit me in the top of the head. I said, oh, man, I'm in trouble. <laughs> That's the first thing you thought was I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I reached up there and felt, and I said, well, I don't feel no blood. Maybe I'll be all right. And then all of a sudden, you could see the blood just running. It was running down. I mean, Steve running his house and got a towel, and they helped me about, they went with about a block and a half, two blocks to the house. And Teresa was there, and Teresa, I come in, and uh-huh. this towel was just, red bloody and she run next door and said mama told her said you have got to come to the house charles has got a tie on top of his head and it's just full of blood and she come running over there and wanted to see and the doctors always want by the block away so she walked me to dr williford's office over there <laughs> and carried me in there and they sewed my head up and got all the got the bleeding stopped and everything and went back home and you know, and they want no cell phones in. Mm-mm. So mama had to wait for daddy to come home. Well, he come home, and it was when I was playing Little League, and we were already in a tournament playing Little League that we'd already made it to, like, the second round. And daddy come in and said, what in the world have you done? And Teresa told him, said, he pulled the tickle out of the tree, and it fell and hit him in the top of the head. <laughs> he said, well, can you play ball tonight? And I said, doctor told me I couldn't do nothing. Oh, boy, daddy was mad. <laughs> he was mad. He said, you done done something stupid and foolish anyway, and now you can't go play ball tonight. Just go back there in the bedroom and just stay back there. You'll be a, you'll heal up and be all right. I'll, we'll just have to play without you tonight. Was he the coach or something? He was the coach. Oh. <laughs> he was the coach of my little league team. Yeah. So... You know, that was one of my stories where I did something kind of stupid and ignorant <laughs> trying to build a and then, then couldn't play playing the ball game no more. In so. fairness, I actually thought it was pretty ingenuitive to like use the advantage of a machine to hoist things into the treehouse. That was the smart part. What's the chances that when that thing failed, it just would hit me right in the top of the head? Maybe that's what's wrong with me. No, that's what's wrong with me. <laughs> oh, is that that's what this story's all about? Is it? Yeah, like we need to take the pressure off of Dad a little bit, guys. He's, uh, you know, when you take this story into account and the crowbar story, it's crowbar. He, yeah, you're I mean, doing an amazing job at hosting <laughs> your own podcast. I must have a hard head, Zolante. <laughs> you are hard headed. <laughs> Ain't that true? So. Well, you know that Na- the reason, the first time I got stitches in my head, which happened twice, was it was Nana's fault. I was probably about the same age, maybe I was seven, and um, we were in the carport, and um, we were building a fort with a sheet in the garage, and she used a brick to hold the sheet on one corner, and I guess I pulled down the sheet, and the brick fell right on my head, and I had to get stitches. She felt pretty bad about it. So if that does that make you feel any better? That Nana yeah, basically least, dropped a brick on my head. Well. And then she was telling me, Oh, it's like, oh, you'll be fine. It's like if you knew what your daddy went through, this is nothing. <laughs> and I was like, Well, yeah. I suck at baseball anyway. <laughs> oh, watch out for that tickle. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been a fun one, Dad. Yeah, I'm telling you, uh, 
seems that like every week we get together, we get into something else and we, we keep swinging right along. So I, I want all the people around us this, uh, and people that's listening to keep listening to us. And tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your friends like I've been doing. I, I tell people all the time, if, if you want to send me any messages, send it to RatherBShagging53 at AOL.com. And mm-hmm. The letter B without a G on shagging, the numbers five and three. I hope I hope you have a good rest of the week and maybe them you know you remember last last week I, maybe maybe them balls you gotta keep swinging <laughs> around back and forth too and not not hurt nobody not hurt you or nothing. So you you take care and I'll see you next week. So I'll do it, Dad. Okay. Love you. Love you too.